Okay. It's Thursday right, and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now on today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show. And I am your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so thankful to have such phenomenal listeners with us each and every Thursday right here on Toginet Radio from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Our scripture for today comes to you from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7, which reads, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic for this iTunes podcast is the billionaire mindset of an entrepreneur. And I'm going to go over um, things that I have read about or researched or talked to other millionaires, and um, I'm going to tell you what their process uh, or their mindset is. Because I think if we start with millionaires, then obviously we can work our way up towards a billionaire mindset, right? So that's why I called it the billionaire mindset, because I truly believe that, uh, you know, that um, I can be a billionaire. And though you all can too, the ones who are willing to work and put in the effort to do so, if that is what you're you're choosing to do. Everybody don't have that path, so to each its own. But of course, you know, I love um, encouraging and inspiring all entrepreneurs. And so we all are different. We all come from different walks of life, and that is okay. So this is for the person who wants to have a positive mindset and who are thinking along those lines of becoming a millionaire or billionaire um, entrepreneur. And even if you're not thinking of doing that, I think that some of these uh, platinum nuggets, as I like to call them, will be beneficial to you as well as a business professional in the workforce. Uh, And today's podcast is dedicated to Zaza Elizabeth Beezer, who turns four years old today. So happy birthday, my little princess. Happy birthday to you. So let's just jump right into the topic of the hour, which is the billionaire mindset of an entrepreneur. Well, each day a tree will grow a little more. It's impossible to see the changes caused by that growth on a day-to-day basis. But if you fast forward 10 years and compare pictures of the old tree to the new tree, the change would be obvious and significant. Self-made millionaires are really no different than trees or billionaires. Each day they do small things that inch them closer and closer towards success. It's impossible to see the benefits of doing those small things on a day-to-day basis. But if you fast forward 10 years and compare pictures of the non-millionaire to the millionaire, the change would be obvious and significant. Most people, however, only see the picture of the millionaire standing on top of his or her mountain of success. They marvel at the wealth and achievement, 
and they desperately want to know the secret. How did they become wealthy is the question everyone wants to answer. That's the question that I was asked back into that I asked, uh, sorry, millionaires back uh, in 2010. Um, and since then, I've been able to um, formulate uh, the different things that they have said. So uh, let's move forward and see what, the, what it is that they did say. <laughs> so if I were to ask my group of self-made millionaires and billionaires, how did they get so wealthy? Here's what some of them said. I did the following things every day that enabled me to grow into the person I needed to be in order to acquire wealth. I read to learn every day for 30 minutes or more. I kept in contact, touch with influencers, and I built strong relationships with them over the past 10 years. Eventually, those influencers helped open doors. I honed and improved and deliberately practiced my skills every day, and I also sought feedback from others who watched and evaluated me as I performed those skills. Next up, I listened to and followed the advice of mentors who helped me during the pursuit of my dream and my goals. Next, another one said, I exercised Arab aerobically every day for 30 minutes or more, sorry, so I could keep my body and brain strong. My strong body enabled me to work long hours and my strong mind enabled me to find creative solutions to problems and overcome numerous obstacles. Another said, I ate healthy every day, which helped my body and brain function at a higher level. Next, when I encountered problems or obstacles, I focused on solving those problems and overcoming those obstacles. Oftentimes, this need to focus required that I sacrifice time with my family and friends. And I just want to uh, say something to that. A lot of times we think that we have to give up everything in order to have something. And that is so not true. It is called um, organizing and scheduling and planning. <laughs> we always supposed to have a plan, right? As the saying goes, if, you, if there is no plan, they are already planning to fail, right? So um, implement a plan. Implement something. Uh, implement a schedule for your family, it, whether it's week by week, every two weeks, whether it's um, you know once a month, whether it's quarterly, or if you can sit down and do it once a year, um, you know. But it's good to see what's going on. You know, if you have kiddos, what things do you, must you do with the kiddos? Like if it's Cub Scouts or if it's book fair. Um, like yesterday, I car got time to take my kiddo to the book fair because I knew about it uh, a week in advance. So we carved out last week that I would take him on a Wednesday after school. And so that is exactly what happened. I worked my plan. I planned it a week in advance. Me and him were on the same page. It's all about being on the same page. And then I worked yesterday and then I made time for that. And then you implement your plan, right? You make a plan or you get with the people who are involved, <laughs> you talk it out, you make a plan, and then you have to take action upon that plan. You have to implement the plan. And everything went just as we had planned it. And um, so, you know, work your plan, uh, have a plan, and then work that plan. If life happens, which it sometimes does, 
and that means that things that are unexpected, maybe there is a birth or death in the family or something along those lines, maybe someone lost a job, maybe someone got a new job, maybe someone had to move, maybe someone had to relocate, life happens. Maybe someone has an illness that you have to help, uh, help them through, walk them through. Um, maybe someone is sick, maybe someone has a long-term illness, a short-term illness. Those are things that we cannot plan, right? Those, that is called life happening. However, for all of the other things that you do have control over, that's what I'm saying. Implement a plan for those things. And if life doesn't, you know, whatever life brings upon us, we deal with that. But every day, I'm sure there isn't a crisis. I pray not. There isn't a life-changing crisis every day. So on days that there is not a life-changing crisis, then those are days that we can uh, you know, put a plan in place, implement that plan. Uh, like this week, I was telling my son, okay, you know, I've been usually um, Monday through Wednesday, I devote time to help him with his homework if he needs help, things like that. And I encourage him to get it done by midweek because homework is turned in every Friday, right? So if he gets it done by midweek, now we both can kind of relax, take a breath. And then that Thursday, he can have to do whatever it is he wants to start off his weekend. And I tell him, if you do every all of your mandatory things by Wednesday, then you can always have a three-day weekend. And that idea appeals to him. <laughs> so um, we've implemented that, and he's been pretty good at doing it. So now today is Thursday. He gets to relax. Still, there's no TV because he doesn't get to watch TV from Monday through Thursday. Um, however, he can do other things, like read the books that he bought from the book fair uh, yesterday. He can get on the computer. He's, he's a researcher, so he always likes to research. He loves coding, so he can get on the computer and code today. Um, and also, uh, he likes uh, YouTube, so he can make a video or whatever it is that he's going to do. So he can do those things because now he has a three-day weekend, which is Thursday, Friday, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, a four-day weekend. But anyway, um, it's just so that appealed to him. So since I know that that appealed to him, that's what I presented to him. So to each its own, whatever works for you and your kiddos, if you have kids. And But for right now, that is working for him. So we get all of that done. And then it helps me too, because now I can really hone in on my businesses and the things that I need to achieve. And I can have a longer weekend too, if you will. So like today I will hone in and do like seven hours worth of work later in the evening uh, or earlier today. I chop it up on, on Thursdays. And then tomorrow I'll have, you know, a day to do all my work Saturday and then Sunday as well. And then, you know, it's time to start back with the Monday through Wednesday. But hopefully that helps you because it has helped us and it is working. And so when something works and you implement something and something works, then go with it, right? Until it's time to change it up. Sometimes it could work for, you know, a month. It could work for a quarter. Maybe it could work for years. And so, you know, just do what works for you. On the other side of the break, we will come back and talk more about the topic of this iTunes podcast, which is the billionaire mindset of an entrepreneur. We so appreciate having you today on this thankful Thursday right here on the Lisa Lewis Show. And I am your 
host, Lisa Lewis, and we love coming to you each and every Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And we love that you are staying tuned to TogiNet Radio. We have so many wonderful hosts on the show, on, on the radio. So uh, go over to iTunes and look for our podcast, and you can download those because we know that you are busy and on the go. And we thank you so much for being with us today. We'll be right back. yourself at an airplane seated next to a non-stop talker that you really don't have anything at all in common with? When I fly, I usually want to catch up on my reading and not have to listen to an explatterator. It's even worse if they're a philodox. That's a person who just loves their own opinion. Well, now a Facebook app lets you choose your own seatmate before you fly. According to an article in USA Today, social media startups are bringing together compatible flyers before they take their seats. That's good news for people lovers, otherwise known as philodemics. A number of apps such as Plainly and Satisfy are helping travelers meet not only online, but in person. Think the Match.com of travel. I love flying and have been to almost as many places as my luggage. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so thankful to have such phenomenal listeners such as yourselves with us each and every Thursday right here on TogiNet Radio. Our scripture for today comes to you from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7, which reads, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic for this iTunes podcast is the billionaire mindset of an entrepreneur. 
And today's podcast is dedicated to my Zaza, who turns four years old today. So happy birthday, dear dear one. Well, uh, we're going to get right back into um, the pearls of nuggets or the platinum nuggets, as I like to call them, that uh, we've acquired from talking to uh, millionaires, um, things that I've researched or the, you know, the interviews that I've had over the years with them. So next up, uh, one said, I worked hard every day to maintain a positive mental outlook, especially when things were not going my way. I was able to do this because I knew exactly where I was going. I had a clear vision of my destination and that kept me focused on doing the work I needed to do in order to get there. My positive outlook helped keep me focused on seeking and finding solutions to my problems. Positivity made me a problem solver. Negativity, I learned, made me nothing but a problem finder. Another said, I spent less than I earned and then invested my savings prudently. Because I had savings, I was able to take advantage of opportunities that came along. You know, I'm going to rest there for a minute. This is so true. Um, You know, this is what I try to, you know, and tell others that, you know, never spend all of your earnings, never lose from check to check. And as you see, one of these gentlemen said that he spent less than he earned. So I always tell people to to live beneath your means. So if you feel that you can afford a half a million dollar home, maybe you want to just get a $250,000 home and pay it off, right? Um, You know, things of that nature. I always, uh, you know, encourage my children and as well as my listeners to try to do, um, you know, um, a 30-70. You know, I know that's tough, but try to live on 30% if you can and save 70. And if not, you know, do what you can. If you you can only do 50-50, that's great. Um, Or maybe 60-40, you know, that's even, you know, that's even better. Uh, But you also see that they also said that they invested their savings. Because if you're just saving and, you know, you know, you just have it sitting in the savings account, you know, you're not going to get much. But if you invest it, you know, prudently, whatever you have to save, if you can invest that, of course, do your due diligence, you know, prudently, of course, um, then that is a way to have your savings to grow. And that way you can compound that. And they usually, then once they do that, um, they take what they have in a, when an opportunity comes along, like training or, or coaching, or if you need a mentor or if you want to do a podcast or whatever it is that you want to do, if you need to travel to a conference in order to sit at the feet of someone who knows more than you know about a certain area that you're doing business in, whether that be real estate, whether that is uh, speakers, whether that is coaches, whether that is event hosts, uh, event planners, whatever that is um, that you are wanting to achieve in life, if you have that savings, then you, when an opportunity does come, you won't have to say, well, I don't have the money for that, or I wish I could, you, you know, and if you're there now, work your way out of that. You know, you don't want to be in the same position today that you're in, next, you know, when next year comes along. You know, sometimes I talk to people and, and you know, I'm playing, I'm a 
planner. So I'm planning in the future and I say, oh, well, you know, I'm thinking of doing something springtime or an event next, you know, summer. Oh, well, I, I don't have the money for that. How, you already know that you're not going to have the money by next summer. Like you're not, so that's telling me that you're going to keep doing things that you've been doing and you're going to keep getting the same results that you've been getting, right? You have to be able to um, step outside of your comfort zone and do things that you wouldn't do um, in order to get results that you've never had. So that might mean taking on a side job, a side hustle, a gig, whatever it is that you want to call it. Um, maybe if you are good at math, writing, science, whatever, well, now school's back in um, and it's relatively early on. So some parents are looking to tutor, have their children tutor. So if you have expertise in that, then maybe you can get on LinkedIn or wherever it is you would get on for educational purposes. Maybe you can get with the principal or the counselors at the school and let them know this and go through whatever screening or whatever that they have for you and then uh, make yourself available for such a, you know, something as that. Also, you, I hear that pizza delivery um, uh, persons, they make a good, li you know, a decent living. I've heard that you can make $1,500 just by doing pizza delivery part-time. So, I mean, if that will help further you, advance you to where you need to be, $1,500 extra dollars a month, where you can just stash all that since you didn't have it anyway, <laughs> then you could stash maybe all that into savings and, um, again, invest prudently. And then you'll have compound, you know, compound, compound, compound. And then there are other, you know, there are other uh, gigs out there. I think I've mentioned them before. Uh, there's so many things here. Uh, Grubhub, there's DoorDash, there is uh, Uber, there's Uber Eats, there's Lyft. Um, there, just an amount. Shift, I think they have shipped, I'm sorry. Uh, also, they have where you can do with uh, Whole Foods. I think, um, you know, maybe Target. Yeah, I think Target has shipped. Uh, just different things that you can do that you might want to investigate as side gigs in order to, um, you know, have more money for your family. So that way when opportunities come up, you can take advantage of them. You know, I was telling my son, I said, okay, well, if you want these books, because we set a certain amount, right? We had a, um, a budget. And that's another thing. We always talk about how much something's going to cost in, in, in a budget. Because if it's outside of the budget, then we can't do that unless we do something extra. So, um, like, he went to go to the book fair, as I mentioned. And so last week, we talked about a budget. I said, okay, well, I can budget $50 to give you to buy books. Because we buy books twice a year at the book fair. And also, he has books because we take him to Barnes & Noble outside of school. But anyway, so he has a, a you know a good size library. But he was saying how he wanted to go to book fair. I said, okay, well we can do that. I said, but there is a budget. He said, so how much is the budget? I said, fifty dollars. He said, oh, that's more than enough. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> He's like, I was thinking thirty dollars. So he got twenty more dollars than what he thought he was going to get from me. And so I said, well, I have to do something on this side because it's not in the budget about the book fair. But I will do a side gig. I will get that money, and then that's how you can go. So I said, give me a week, and I will have that. So we talked about it last week, and by Tuesday of this week, I did a side hustle. I got the money and some, 
And so um, I told him, I said, okay, I went to work, you know, I got to the money. And so that's how we're able to afford these books because I had to do something that differently in order to have different results. And so, you know, you can make these learning experiences for your, for your kiddos. That's what I do. I don't want him to think that money is just miraculously showing up every time at a whim. <laughs> that is not the way real life works, right? But I said, just give me a week. So I went and I earned the money. And then I had it by this Tuesday because I knew we were going Wednesday. So I said, okay, son. I, and I shared this with him. I made this extra money. And I had it by Tuesday. So see, that's why we're able to go Wednesday and get the book. So see how that works? He's like, yes, I, you know, thank you for doing that, mom. And, but, you know, these are teachable moments that we can share with our children uh, because, you know, we want them to be well-rounded adults by the time they get 18 and get out there into college or go to trade school or decide to, you know, move to another country on their own and start their life, right? So these are, you know, always find, try to find, this is what I do. I always try to find teachable moments within life as life is happening. You know, real life, I try to find teachable moments that I can impress upon my impressionable 10-year-old. <laughs> so um, if that's something that you do, I would love to hear from you. So you can always uh, call us at 210 240-8845. You can also toss us a line by writing to Lisa Lewis Company at gmail.com. And you can also go to your computer and type www.lisalewiscompany.com. And for the women out there who loves to take care of their skin and want to keep the skin that you're in looking young, vibrant, and firm then I have products for you, and it is called Mary Kay Cosmetics. We've been around 56 years now, so you can head over to your computer and type www.marykay.com forward slash Lisa Lewis, and there is a plethora of products there for you. Um, it's a beautifully laid out website. It's very easy to get through and you can do all of your ordering right there and then they send it right to put it on your front porch or bring it to your office, whichever is most convenient for you. So head over there. We have things for teens um, skincare as well as women's skincare, mature women's skincare, young adult skincare, and we have men's line. So we don't want to forget about the special men that are in our lives. And, you know, the holidays are coming up. So it, now is a good time to start making your list, checking it twice, and getting uh, on the website and, and uh, ordering some Mary Kay Cosmetics skincare for all of the loved ones who you care about with it, what happens, you know, with their, with their skin. So on the other side of the break, we will come back and talk to you more about the topic for this iTunes podcast, which is titled the billionaire mindset of an entrepreneur. So keep the dial here, right here on TogiNet radio. And after this short commercial break, we'll be right back.
is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so thankful to have such phenomenal listeners with us each and every Thursday right here on Toginet Radio from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Our scripture for today comes to you from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7, which reads, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic for this iTunes podcast is the billionaire mindset of an entrepreneur. And today's uh, podcast is dedicated to Elizabeth Caesar, better known as Zaza, who turns four years old today. Happy birthday to you. Well, without further ado, we will jump back into the different um, takeaways that I received from millionaires that I have and billionaires that I have interviewed and studied over the years. So next up, one said, I did my homework before taking risks. I knew every conceivable outcome and had a plan in place to deal with every scenario, including worst case scenarios. Next one said, I focused on a specific goal every day until I achieved that goal. Then I set another goal and pursued that goal. Eventually, I achieved all of the goals that helped me realize my dreams. Next, another said, I always sought to exceed the expectations of everyone I did business with. This helped build confidence and trust, and this generated more business and more revenue. Next, one said, I controlled my emotions and tried to remain on an even keel when dealing with others. No one, I learned, wants to do business with someone who is not in control of their emotions. As a result, more people wanted to do business with me. Next, one said, I was careful how I spoke to others. I refused to curse or use language that offended anyone because I didn't want to damage any valuable relationships I had devoted many years to building. And, you know, that is so true. I'm going to stop right there for a little bit because, um, you know, that's so true when there's so many words in, 
you know, in the English language, as well as a plethora of all the other, you know, hundreds of millions of, of um, you know, um, genres of language. Uh, and even the unspoken word or, you know, things of that sort. I just, you know, I think the best policy is just not to use curse words because you never know who they're going to offend. You know, I don't do that. And so if someone friends me, I don't just friend people. What I do is um, I don't just accept their friendship just because they're asking me. What I do is I take time and I go through their Facebook excuse me, I scroll through it and I go back as far as, you know, as I want to look. I, I don't just go for this week or the next, you know, or last week. I go back and see what they've been doing and if they've been consistent, you know, because sometimes, you know, people do one thing and then they do another, like, like, uh, you know, with the wind, they go east and they go west then they go north, they go south. So I want to see if you're consistent. Because at this time in my life, I need consistency, right? I need people who are going to be who they say that they are, that you're yes, be yes, and you're no, be no, right? Because that's how I do. So you want like-minded people in your tribe, right? So not everybody I want to to be friends with, even on Facebook, because it says something about me, I believe. And so I'm, as I'm saying this, I need to go back probably in clean up my Facebook pay, uh, list. I've never done that. And I think I've been on Facebook for nine years now. So I need to go back and do that. So that's why I'm not at 5,000 yet, because I could be, because there are people who ask to friend me. But that's something that I do. I just go and I look and I see what you're about, you know. And if you're using a lot of profanity or if you have a lot of, of those um, memes on there, or if you have that, that aren't inspirational, you know, they're just funny or whatever, they might offend some people. So I'm like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. And if you have videos on there where people are, you know, doing things out of character, you know, I'm just not, I'm just like, no, that's not what I want on my feed because, you know, I have doctors, I have lawyers, I have judges, I have, you know, um, district attorneys, uh, people, you know, on who are friends with me you know, international speakers, people like that. So I don't want them to be offended by my association with someone else who's offensive. So that is so true. And so I challenge you to do the same thing, you know, just not to have a lot of friends and then there are no connections. Because again, as I said earlier, one of the billionaires said to me that they make lasting friendships, you know, they make connections. It's not just a hit or miss. It's not just to get a like today and then they're gone tomorrow. It's something that they built upon and this takes time. So, you know, I'd rather see someone who has 297 friends as opposed to someone who has 2,997 friends. There's no consistency. Um, it's, you know, everything is all over the place. Uh, they're friends. They have some friends who do this, friends who do that. So anyway, that's what I challenge each and every one of us to do, to see who is out there on our social media, because that is something that we do have control over. And uh, just because someone friends you uh, or requests a friendship doesn't mean that it might, it might not fit with what your, you know, with what your character or your integrity or morals are. So just be careful with that and, and choose wisely. So that's what I wanted to say for that one.
Okay, so next up, another said, I treated everyone with the respect they deserved. Those that treated me poorly, I refused to do business with. Those that treated me with the respect I deserved, I did more business with. I'm going to stop right there. That's another thing that is so important also, that on your pages, on your social media, you have a right to say, you know, no, this is not the way we behave. You know, um, it always surprises me how, you know, people start a conversation and then other people come on their page and get very defensive and everything. I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, it's their page, it's their opinion. And if I don't agree with someone's opinion, I just choose to say nothing. You know, sometimes more is less. Saying nothing can say everything, right? That's the way I feel. So you don't have to respond if it's their page and you don't agree with it. You can just keep scrolling or delete them or, you know, unfriend them. And then that's the end of that. But I don't believe that it's in best taste to get on someone else's, um, you know, Facebook page and then, you know, criticize, overly criticize. You know, if you have an opinion, give that. But if it looks like it's going left, you probably should go right <laughs> and maybe unfriend. I think that that is more politically correct these days instead of having, you know, a, you know, just a fallout over someone else's page. Um, if you don't agree, just keep scrolling or unfriend. Next, another said, uh, I limited my exposure to toxic, negative people. They just drag you down and infect you with their negativity, which undermines your ability to creatively find solutions to problems and overcome obstacles. That is another one that is just so true. You know, I teach um, our 10-year-old son that, you know, don't never argue with a fool, right? Because they will beat you down with it. (laughs) They're going to (laughs) win. So, you know, and then if you're going back and forth, it's hard to determine who's who, right? (laughs) So just don't get pulled into that. And that's what I was talking about, about social media. Just don't go there. You know, if you know you feel strongly about something, and usually there's several things that people feel strongly about, um, religion, excuse me, religion, politics, finance, religion, politics, and finances, right? And maybe love or relationships. So just don't go there. (laughs) You know, take it off. If you really have such strong opinion, they're really your friend or whatever, maybe take it off screen. We all don't want to be invited to that. You know how sometimes when you get the emails <laughs> and, you know, everybody was CC'd, so, and then the back and forth, the back and forth, it's like, guys, take this offline so that way we're not getting all of these emails that we really don't know anything about or care to get engaged in, right? So just have the proper etiquette to, if there is a, an opinion that you really want to discuss further with that person, take it offline. Because that way, all of the rest of us, we don't have to see that, right? And and I think that's just the polite etiquette way to do that. You can always take it into messenger. Nobody sees that but you or who you have give access to that. Um, and then the rest of the friends on the page don't have to see all of this, right? Bickering or whatever, disagreements or what have you, debates, whatever it is that you want to call it. But again, you know, it was so interesting that this person says limit, that they limit their exposure to toxicity and negativity. 
And that's what I choose to do too, because I'm just like, no, life is too short. And this is not something that I want to engage in. Again, if you have strong opinions, you know, you two work it out or however many involved, you take it offline and work, work through that, you know, um, come to a resolution. And sometimes the resolution is to just agree with, uh, to agree to disagree without being disagreeable say that 10 times, <laughs> right? So that's what I found works best, you know, for me. And, you know, if you're ever engaged in those situations. So it says there are many uh, more things that the millionaires and billionaires do, uh, which, um, you know, which we don't really have time to, to go into. But the sad truth is that most people are looking for a speeding train they can ride up the mountain of success. When people say they want to know the secrets to success, most really only want to know the shortcuts. They want something that will guarantee them success in a very short period of time. They definitely don't want to listen to a boring list of what are essentially daily habits. But the reality is the secrets to success are the boring things you do every day that nudge you inch by inch up the long steep mountain towards success. Consistency in doing those little things keeps you growing and moving forward in the realization of your dreams and achievement of your goals. The mundane routine things you must do to become successful are, quite frankly, not exciting secrets. They are boring habits, but they are boring habits that all but guarantee long-term success and its byproduct which is called wealth. So hopefully these uh, platinum nuggets have blessed you in some way. I hope that they have. Stay tuned as we wrap up this topic for this iTunes podcast, which is the billionaire mindset of an entrepreneur. On the other side of this short break, we will conclude the podcast with more hot platinum nuggets. So stay tuned right here to TogiNet Radio. And we thank you for listening. The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio.
We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you for keeping the dial here on TogiNet Radio. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis, and we are so thankful to have such phenomenal listeners with us each and every Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And our scripture for today comes to you from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7, which reads, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Well, we have another good one for you today as we wrap up the topic for this iTunes podcast, which is titled The Billionaire Mindset of an Entrepreneur. And today's podcast is dedicated to my sweet little Baba Beezer, who is four years old today. Happy birthday, little princess. Well, as we wrap this up, I talk to you um, predominantly about millionaires because you have to be one of those before you can become a billionaire. So I'll end the podcast. Uh, talking um, to you about some of the things that uh, billionaires have done, which has brought them, um, you know, a plethora of success. So here goes. There are billions of people in the world, and only a tiny fraction of them are billionaires. These are the people who have created phenomenally successful businesses and changed the world in significant ways. What's their secret to achieving such impressive accomplishments? What are their belief systems? What gives them the energy to pursue ambitious goals? How did they get to where they are today? And how can we embark on the same journey? Well, these habits that I'm about to talk about, they don't come from one's DNA. They can be adopted by anyone and used to achieve massive success and wealth. So first up is wake up early. Each and every single billionaire I interviewed said that waking up early is a big component of their success. Most said their wake up time is around 5.30 a.m. Early hours when the sun is just starting to rise exude a special kind of primal energy. You have more time to think in silence, work undisturbed, and mentally prepare for the day. There's also something wonderful about knowing you're getting a head start while others are still asleep. Uh, it's important to note that getting less sleep isn't what makes you successful. There are very few billionaires who only need between three to four hours of sleep, but the majority of them function best after seven to eight hours of rest. Those that need more sleep simply go to bed earlier. Next up, they keep healthy. Without good health, life can be miserable, and no amount of success or money can make things better. Whether they're 40 or 80, the billionaires I spoke to all maintain their health by exercising regularly. It was interesting to learn that many billionaires incorporate their favorite sports into their workout regimen. They claim that sports teaches you about winning and losing both of which are essential skills in business and life. Sports isn't the only element of a healthy life for billionaires. Many practice meditation or stick to a nutritious diet. One of the 21 billionaires, uh, only one out of, 
out of the 21 billionaires, only one was a smoker. The rest were either previous smokers who eventually dropped the unhealthy habit or have never smoked before. Number three is they read. Warren Buffett, a vocarious reader, will be the first to tell you that reading is the most valuable source of knowledge. The Berkshire Hathaway CEO reads up to 500 pages per day. That is very impressive, right? <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, about the best piece of advice he'd give to the world is I tell young people to read. Read books about how to do things right. Read books about how to be a good person. If you have the stereotypical image of a billionaire reading the economy pages of National Daily, you're not wrong. Some of them do just that. Many prefer the likes of The Economist, Financial Times, Fortune, or The Wall Street Journal. I love The Wall Street Journal. <laughs> Others go for biographies of iconic business leaders or books about finance, business, science, history, or technology. They also learn a lot from fiction and self-help books. It helps to develop a systematic approach to your reading. Keep a priority list of titles based on your interests or recommendations from mentors. Anything that will add value to your life. If you want to go the extra mile, mark interesting passages and write down notes, thoughts, and ideas. Number four, they contemplate. Billionaires love setting aside alone time to think. They might do this by meditating or some other relaxing activity they enjoy. Kim Bonsu, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm getting that wrong, one of South Korea's most successful internet entrepreneurs uses his mornings to think deeply. While taking a shower or walk, I take time to contemplate, he says. This is my most important habit. It's during those times that I've been able to organize my thoughts, gain more clarity on certain things, and develop new ideas. Media mogul Oprah Winfrey, as you all know, which is one of my favorite gals, I'm so pleased and, and that I was able to meet her twice in life and, and spend some time with her. And if you go to my social media, you'll see a picture of her and I. Uh, it's just so much fun have, having met her. Anyway, um, Oprah Winfrey is a strong advocate for meditation. In 2017, she partnered with Deepak Chopra to launch a 21-day digital audio meditation series. Each recording includes a mantra and questions designed to encourage self-reflective thinking. Number five is they commit to routine. Routines and rituals are sets of habits that, when practiced consistently, lead to profound long-term results. Most billionaire routines start early in the morning. Some have simpler routines, some more complex ones. But, as I mentioned earlier, typical elements of a billionaire morning routine include getting up early, exercising, reading, and contemplating. Bam Su says he sleeps at around 11.30 p.m. 
and wakes up between 5 to 6 a.m. As soon as he gets up, he puts on a cap, grabs his earphones, and goes for a walk outside. When I come back, I take a shower. Then I come out to the living room where there are a lot of books and choose one that catches my eye, he says. After 30 minutes of reading, Bum Su listens to music for another half hour, enjoys breakfast with his family, and then heads to work. It doesn't matter when you do your routine activities. What counts is that you commit to doing them, even when you don't feel like it. Oh, my goodness. That is so, 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 so true. Let's just stop right there for a minute. <laughs> Who is with me? Can I get an amen here? You have to wake up, right? You have to wake up. You have to get up. You have to dress up. And you have to show up no matter how you feel. You just have to press through those feelings because feelings come and go, right? Just like happy. You know, um, I was talking to someone for a short period of time, thank goodness. And they were saying that that they just wanted to be happy. I said, well, I, I'm more of a, I want to be joy-filled and I want to be at peace. Because to me, those are two things that only Christ can give us. When we're searching for happiness, happiness is, happens, it comes from happy happenstance. And that is just what it means. You might be happy in this moment. And then something might happen where you're sad, angry, frustrated, confused. So, but something that no one can take from me is my joy and my peace, which is what Jesus Christ gives us, right? Happy is when we're in ourselves, really, and we're trying to find happiness. You know how some people are, uh, oh, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. No, I just rather be joy-filled and peace and at peace, because those are two things that no one, the world didn't, can't give me and the joy in the world can't take away, right? So um, just, you know, be careful with that because you could endlessly be looking to be happy and that just means someone has to constantly be trying to fill your cup of happiness well at some point they're drained from always trying to make you happy <laughs> you know you just can't that you just can't keep up with that so um you know that you know that relationship was short-lived but anyway um as far as you know us being friends that thank goodness because it was just so draining you know that person just wanted to be happy and you know one day they'd be happy and the next day they would be unhappy they call me and the next day they'd be happy again and I'm like no I think what you're looking for is joy and peace which happens from Christ Jesus so anyway um uh, so that that I just wanted to tell you all that but yes so even when you don't feel like um, showing up, just, you know, press through it and, and show up anyway. And last but not least is they practice discipline. The billionaires I interviewed are some of the most disciplined people I've ever met. They set extraordinarily high standards for themselves as well as the people around them. And that's what I like to do. Of course, billionaires are by no means superhumans. Like the rest of us, they have days where they feel lazy and unmotivated. The difference, however, is that they're fully aware of it and don't allow themselves to slack off. They power through their struggles. And that's what, um, you know, I'm encouraging each and every one of us to do, right? And um, when I talk to an investor, um, they once confessed to me that every morning he has to do things he doesn't like, but I still force myself to do them, he says. 
adding that there's a lazy voice that lives inside his head, a voice that tries to convince him that he's in a hurry and there's no time or that he doesn't feel well today. (laughs) So he says, uh, no way, don't cheat yourself, bud, is what he said. So, you know, uh, that's what I'll leave with you. Do not cheat yourself. You know, there are times that, yes, you're going to, Uh, feel lazy. You're not going to want to get up. You're not going to want to show up, right? Um, You know, that there is that lazy voice inside ourselves, but don't cheat yourself, I would say to you, my friend. You know, get up. Life is for the living, and uh, we are here to be a blessing to others. So, you know, press forward because you never know who you're going to bless today. Uh, when you see someone there, you can just smile. A smile is free. A lot of times people say, well, I can't help anybody. I don't have any money. But you have the most essential things you can love. Love is free. Love is from Christ Jesus. So if we, if Christ Jesus lives in us, we can distribute love freely. If we see someone who needs a helping hand, help them if you can. You know, uh, we always want to pay it forward however we can. So um, I hope that this has blessed you all today. Go over to iTunes and you can download this. And we love having you today. And remember, when you bring us your business, we will bring it to radio. It's Thursday. It's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and influencers.